How we appreciate mercy tonight. Where do you think you would be if it wasn't for God's mercy? God hadn't reached to you time and time again to help you. Most of us, when we least deserved it, that's when God comes in. I greet you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. What an honor it is to be able to be back. I think Brother Tim wanted to get me back one more time before I got too old to be able to preach at youth camp. <laughs> I was thinking about it this week, how many lives have been changed year after year after year. It just so made me appreciate Brother Tim and his church and family and all that the sacrifices that they've made to have these meetings. Don't you appreciate that? Can we just give them a minute? Only eternity will be able to declare what God has done. You imagine if there'd be one soul leave this place with the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just one. If there was one that got victory over a besetting sin. One that was able to be healed. And I believe there'll be many more than that. But just for one to have it, it would be a tremendous work. And a sacrifice that we do and God will bless our labors. Now you've traveled today, you're tired, I'll try not to be very long tonight. <clears throat> Turn with me to um, Genesis chapter 1, if you will. We'll read together verses 2 and 3. I'd like to use for my thought tonight with the Tim's song that he sung, <clears throat> Mercy Walked In. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let's bow our heads together. How many of you would like to be remembered tonight in prayer? Just raise your hand to the Lord. God bless you. Heavenly Fathers, we approach you tonight through the shed blood We're indeed grateful for the opportunity that we can be gathered together in this place. Lord, as we see these individuals that have come together from different parts of the states, from Canada, from different parts of the earth, it makes us so grateful that there are people who still long to see you, long to hear your word. They long to be in your presence. If this was a ball game, if this was some type of beauty pageant, some type of worldly event, it would not be surprising that people would travel from near and far, take time off of work, but for the gospel, for the gospel to come, we realize, Lord, it's the greatest thing that ever hit the earth, your truth. We've gathered here tonight, we bring our needs, our requests, our desires, we're asking you to help us. I stand in a needy place tonight, Father. Help me that I can be able to get out of the way, to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Lord, may you touch each heart. You saw the hands that were uplifted, hundreds of them. Some signifying need of salvation, need of the Holy Ghost, healing in their body, whatever it was. May the presence of God just minister to every need. And we speak to our enemy tonight, Satan. We say to him, he has no hold on us as the people of God. We have been given authority. And Lord, we stand here representing you tonight. We're not under the auspices of the kingdom of a man or come to represent a certain set of doctrines or cliches. But we have come to represent the king of eternity and the kingdom of God. May every spirit from hell Be driven from the lives of these people. Help us tonight, Father. May the word have free course. May every individual have a heart that's open to the word of God. Speak to us tonight, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask it. And the saints said, God bless you. You may be seated.
it's hard for our minds to be able to comprehend what we read here in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. The earth was in a place of such dark chaos. Something had happened apparently from between verse 1 and verse 2. And Moses says that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I love the way our Father chooses to manifest Himself. In the darkest of the hours is when Jesus loves to come along. It must have been such a chaos that it looked nearly impossible for anything to ever happen. But we know during those times, just our lives itself reflects that God can do some of the most marvelous, wonderful things when it looks totally impossible. And yet mercy reveals itself sometimes instantaneous. Sometimes mercy delays. Sometimes mercy is in the form of salvation. Sometimes mercy is in the form of healing. Sometimes mercy is in the form of moving in a family situation that it seems nearly impossible for anything to ever work out. And yet other times mercy will come in a form to give you strength where it does not actually eliminate the problem that you're dealing with, but it gives you the strength to be able to go through it. Sometimes God speaks to the wind and calms the wind. Other times God speaks to us and calms us. He doesn't always take the wind away nor the storms away, but He gives us the ability to be able to go through those storms. But in this particular instance, God chose to be able to drive back the darkness. And we know the Scripture says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And the Spirit of God, and the Hebrew word there is Ruach, Elohim. And it was as the Spirit of God began to brood over the earth. And you look at the meaning of the words there. And is as if it was a large bird taking its wings and fluttering its wings over the earth. It was mercy in the form of God's compassion to be able to deal with this earth because God had a purpose for this earth. And let me tell you tonight, young people, you already know it, but you are facing things that Brother Tim never faced when he was a young man, things that I never faced when I was a young man, things your mother and father never faced when they were young people. But yet the power of God is just as equipped to give you what you need to deal with in this age and not just to make you a survivor but to make you an overcomer. The Holy Ghost has not lost His power, not one bit. The Spirit of God has not got weaker in time. It has not got weaker since it fell on the day of Pentecost. As a matter of fact, it's the same Holy Ghost right here tonight as it was 2,000 years ago. The same Spirit that fell on Peter can fall right here in this building tonight and give you the same power to overcome your enemy as it gave them on the day of Pentecost. Do you believe that? If we don't believe that, we might as well close down camp and go home. But we believe He's the same Spirit with the same attributes. He can give you the power to overcome every evil that comes against you every day of your life. The problem is not Him. The problem is not the Word. Most of the time, the problem is us. Whether or not we want Him to be able to move in our lives... The mercy of God is so wonderful and so magnificent to be able to express itself. Now let us move along. We move now from the state to where that God had brought this attribute. And we know the earth is one of God's attributes that come from His mind and will never be destroyed. So God could not annihilate this earth when it was in this state. But the Spirit of God moved upon it and brought it to the expression of what God wanted it to be, which actually is the second stage of the earth. Genesis 1-1 is the first stage. Genesis 1-2, second stage. And it goes on, of course, to the Andalusian destruction. And then it goes on to stage 4 in the millennium, stage 5 in the eternal day. It can never be annihilated. 
And yet God has let this earth go through so many things. It's fixing to head through a terrible, terrible thing called the tribulation period. Why will not God let it be destroyed? Because it is forever in His mind. And let me tell you, you may have a lot of ups and downs in life and a lot of difficulties and there'll be times you won't know what to do. You won't know which way to turn. And there may be things that you face and you think, God, I don't think there's any way out. But if you can keep in mind the same Almighty God that purposed a plan for this earth and even when this earth was in a darkened chaos, it was still in God's mind. As a matter of fact, God called her name. Show me where God ever called the name of Saturn or Pluto or Mars or Uranus or any of the rest of the planets. But God called the earth's name, the name earth. Your name also is engraved upon the palms of his hand. Oh, but you don't understand how low I am. You're right. I may not. But the almighty God knows exactly where you are. He knows how you came to this camp. He knows that some of you might have come and said, God, if you don't do something for me. I've made up my mind. I'll never serve you again. God, I can't go on any farther. But let me tell you, He's got your number tonight. He's got your name. He knows exactly what you're going through. And you may feel like giving up. You may feel like it's hopeless. But let me tell you tonight, you're serving a God tonight that is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing. And there is nothing any greater than our God. Satan is nothing but a whip compared to our God. He's not a healer. He's not a savior. Oh no. He can offer you nothing but absolute torment. But Jesus gives you life here and He gives you everlasting life in the world that is to come. No matter what you face, you are more than able. You're more than able, young people. You're not just going to survive. You're going to Because God said so. Follow me as we move from here to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God as he come walking through the garden. In the cool of the day, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked. I find this very odd. He has fig leaves all over him, but he's naked. How could you be naked and be covered in fig leaves? Because his fig leaves did not cover his nakedness. Neither will church membership. Neither will smoking, drinking. No. Not even coming to a message church and sitting on a message view. That will not cover your nakedness. We don't want to be just a message member like a Baptist member or the Church of God member. We want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Young people, let me tell you tonight, it is absolutely imperative. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not like power windows on a car that you can get them or you can get the car without it. It's not like power door locks. It's not like, you know, an option of cruise control or an option of Bluetooth. You must have the Holy Ghost or you will be left behind in the rapture. Only the Holy Ghost filled bride. And let me tell you tonight, it's just as much for you 14 year olds as it is 62 year old or 50 year old. And you are not the church of tomorrow. You are the church of right now. You are needed in your local assembly. Your, your time is not 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road. Right now is your time. Right now is your hour. Why give the devil another moment? Month of your life. Why give the devil another year of your life? Why give the devil another night of your life? Give everything to Jesus Christ. And 
and our humanity. Most of us have experienced fear, anxiety, stress, trauma, confusion. Can you imagine this man and his wife? This is the first time in their existence that they've experienced fear. We don't know how old he was when this happened because the scripture doesn't tell us. He lived to be 930 years old, but we don't know when, how old he was when this arrived. Maybe 150, 200, 600, 700, 800 years old. And all of a sudden, he begins to feel this fear and stress and trauma. All at once. It all comes at once. And peace and joy and happiness leaves. And he's overwhelmed with this. He, he didn't know what to do. So he, what did he do? He hid. He hid. God could have come down and said, because you've done this, I am going to take your life. But instead... Mercy walked in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did Adam deserve it? Of course not. You think you deserve it? Of course we don't. I've never received the mercy of God because I deserved it. I've received it because he offered it and I was smart enough to accept it. I trust that's the way you look at it and understand it tonight. When God could have cut the man off. And your God goes over in the bush and the prophet said cruelty of sin 1953 that God went over there and he killed a lamb and he brought the lamb back out and he threw the skin in behind the bush to Adam and his wife and he said put it on because they were naked and yet they come out and the prophet of God said when they walked out of there there they stood trembling and her blonde hair leaning over on his shoulder and her blue eyes and the tears trickling out of her eyes and merging together on his chest. His tears and her tears together. The wrath of God could have said now you die. But instead mercy walked in. And mercy said I love you Adam. I love you but I cannot allow you to stay away in this beautiful paradise. You must now leave. Oh, and the prophet said that God looked at that and said, I don't understand this kind of love. What would make a man give up a paradise for a woman? What would make a man give up Godship for a woman? Amen. And God's come down. And the prophet said, he told him, leave. Leave. Imagine them looking at him. Where, Papa? Where are we going to go? This is all we've ever known. It's, it's, it's the Garden of Eden. Get out! So here they start. The skin hitting their legs. There they go. The blood running down their body. Crying. Shaking. Nervous. What is this feeling? What is this feeling? Nervousness. What's this heaviness in my heart? Stress, anxiety, worry, fear, trauma. All at once. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know how to live outside of this world. Will we ever get to come back? And the prophet said, God looked at it and said, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And he said, here he come down in the form of that light. And that light walked down in front of Adam and Eve. And it spelled four letters. L-O-V-E. Mercy. Okay. And God said, son, I promised you, I will bring you back. I will bring you back because they deserved it because they was good enough mercy walked in it's not because you and I are good it's not because we are faithful oh my it's because God ordained 
need you to receive the grace of God for this hour. Oh, young people, this is your time. This is your day. Don't let it pass before you. Don't let it pass before you. Oh, I'm waiting till next year. There may not be a next year. And even if there is, it doesn't mean you'll be here next year. This is your hour. I believe God Almighty knew you would be here this very night and this very meeting. Some of you are ordained to walk away from this camp filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of you are ordained by the grace of God to receive eternal life. And some of you are going to receive deliverance. This is your hour. Mercy walked in. The earth's become in such a state that God said, it repents me that I have made man. But the scripture says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What was it? Mercy walked in. Mercy walked in. And mercy walked in in the form of lumber. Lumber. Pitch, nails, and tools. You see, many times we look for mercy and we say, well, I'm already saved. I don't need mercy. That's just the beginning of your needing mercy. Hey, I've been saved for over 50 years. Many of you have been saved as long as I ever longer. I still need God's mercy. I need mercy when I'm in a trial and I don't know what to do. I need the mercy of God to give me strength and wisdom. You understand? I need the mercy of God to come whenever I'm sick. And I need healing in my body. I don't just need mercy when I got saved as a 12-year-old boy. I need it every day that I live in Laodicea. Because every day I get up, I wake up in the middle of hell. There's hell all around me. There's hell in the atmosphere. There's hell at Walmart. There's hell at the grocery store. The prophet said the lid has been torn off the kettle. And demon powers are streaming in every direction. But let me tell you something With the Holy Ghost in you and I And the mercy of God on our lives We are more than conquerors And we are more than able to meet the hell That's around us every day Oh, but only by the administration of God's mercy and grace How are you here tonight? Mercy Mercy. Some of you probably wasn't even planning on coming. Something things in your life you thought, well, it ain't gonna work out. But God just tweaked little things and made this work and that work. What was it? Mercy walked in. Mercy walked in in the form of an invitation. Mercy walked in in the form of a slot that somebody else didn't shut up. Hey, you know what? But the team had to shut down the registration a few weeks after it was made known because people wanted to come. Apparently God wanted you here. Apparently God wanted you here. If you'd have waited a week later, you wouldn't have got to get here. Well, praise God. You ought to thank God tonight that God's mercy has dealt with you. Now imagine this man on the time of the earth when the earth is so wicked and so vile. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And the coming of the Son of Man. And one man found grace in the house of the Lord. Praise be to God. But Noah, Genesis 6, 8, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Mercy walked in. Oh, this time it was not a pillar of fire. This time it was not God coming down in the Garden of Eden. But this time it was God anointing a man and giving him the strength to do what he needed to do. You see, sometimes we look at it and we say, God, I need a miracle. God, I need a miracle. But we have in our mind what our miracle is going to be. And if it don't come the way we think it ought to be, well, God didn't move for me. Many times he moves for us. But he moves in a way that we are not looking for. Well, what if Noah said, I tell you what, I'm waiting for the pillar of fire like Adam did. I'm waiting for a while. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Enoch was. God said, nope, that ain't what I'm giving you. My mercy to you is gonna be a boat. And God gives him the dimensions of this boat, but doesn't give him no dimensions for a trailer. 
What good's a boat without a boat trailer? Unless, of course, he's going to bring the water to you. Now, all you brothers that's got boats, you need trailers for them, don't you? Unless you dock them somewhere, put them somewhere. But there was no directions for that. Why? Mercy was not extended in the form of a trailer. So he had to trust God. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm building this gigantic boat out in the middle of nowhere. There ain't a river. There ain't a lake. There ain't nothing nowhere in sight. But somehow mercy gave him strength to keep on building when he didn't even understand the purpose of all that was going on. And you look at yourself and you say, God, what am I, what, what's going on in my life? Lord, what's going on in my life? I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. And you're wanting this and that and the other to happen. And sometimes, brother, sister, God's giving you strength every day to rise in this evil age. And you're looking for a miracle when you get back to your camp place tonight. Look in the mirror. You've lived another week in Laodicea and you're not crazy. You've lived another week in Laodicea see you and you haven't lost your mind oh hallelujah that's a miracle that's the mercy of God mercy walked in oh and God wanted a man to be able to prove himself to in another way he found a man by the name of Abraham and the Lord said unto Abraham get thee out of thy country from thy kindred from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. What happened to this man? You understand? This man. His father sold gods. That was Abraham's work. If he had filled out a resume. This is what he would have filled out. Former occupation. Worked in a God shop. So his father sold false gods. Praise the Lord. And God got a hold of Abram one day. What was it? Mercy walked in. In the form of a revelation that his job was a lie. So he had to look for another job. And God said, not only that, get out from among your kindred and walk away. What did God do? He revealed himself in the form of mercy about the revelation of who God was. Look how many forms mercy can take. Sometimes it may be somebody sending you a text when you're at the breaking point and you don't know what you're going to do and somebody somewhere a thousand miles away feels in their heart to shoot you a quick text. I'm praying for you. I love you and the Lord. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. And mercy can grab a hold of that. You say, oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. That ever happened to any of you? Oh, sure. When something like God lays it on their heart. What is that? Mercy. 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 When they were old and barren, waiting on the promise of God, when it looked like every day that he was moving closer to the channel of death, getting so old that his strength was gone. She was so old, his wife Sarah, there's no way for anything to happen now. But he looks down the road and he sees three men. Little did he know, Adonai had just created three bodies right around the curve and the road. The prophet said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Let's just say that day Sarah was in a bad mood. Sarah was kind of grumpy and kind of grouchy. Of course, I know that don't happen at y'all's house. Uh, Sarah was kind of grumpy and kind of grouchy. And, uh, you know, there ain't no water for the cattle. And the, and the, the pastures is getting really barren. I'll tell you one thing. I seen Miss Lot the other day. And she had on one of them skirts from down in Egypt. And she was the prettiest thing. Had her eyes all made up. Here I am living up here in this barren desert. Everybody passed by and makes fun of me and laughs at me. Little did Sarah know. Right around the curve in the road. Here come mercy. Blessed be the Lord God. Here come 
mercy. Now it's totally different in the way that he revealed himself to Noah. Totally different in the way that he revealed himself to Enoch. Totally different in the way that he revealed himself to Adam. It's not a pillar of fire, but now it is a man. Amen. And he comes in and sits down and eats a sandwich with Abraham and drinks a little bit of milk. That'd take a revelation, would it? Since God had never done that before. You're the first man that God ever did this to. And yet mercy comes to you. And what seems like the frailty of human flesh. Believe whatever you want to believe. I believe God's got men of God right here in this meeting. I believe God's got Holy Ghost field counselors right in this meeting. That are God's witnesses and God's strength to you young people. You believe it. But if God could create a dust body, cannot God get in one? I'm here this week, I don't mind telling you, to present my body so the Lord God can be able to take it. Brother Tim, Brother Andrew, all the rest of these elders are here to do exactly the same thing in order for God to be able to extend mercy to you. You Imagine when this man, this man of faith, And he backslid. Because the land of promise turned out to be a land of difficulty. How is this land of promise? And now the crops are all gone. There's famine in the, what famine in the land of Canaan? The land where milk and honey flows and there's famine in the land. So now he looks around and he said, we're going to die. We are going to die. I've got to do something. All these people are depending on me. So he packs up and heads to Egypt. Ah, Abraham the faithful. Abraham the great man of faith. Now don't sit there and look at me and don't act like you all ain't never in your heart went back to Egypt. Some of you physically went back. Start cutting your hair again, you sisters. Some of you young men start listening to some of the music that you got rid of. Start getting your smartphone and going to websites that you shouldn't be visiting. Well, come on now, don't get quiet. And you make a little trip down to Egypt. God could have come down and said, I'll tell you one thing, Abram. You sorry excuse of a man. I'm leaving you down here to rot. But instead, God went to the king. Said, this man's my servant. Take your hands off his wife. Mercy walked in. Praise be to God. Oh, whenever Abraham was saying his prayers, when y'all are saying your prayers at night and being a good little boy and a good little girl, and you're reading your Bible and you're reading your message books, and my, you're just walking in harm's Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Boy, I deserve mercy. Now I deserve it. But when you ain't doing so good, when you've not even listened to a tape and you don't really remember how long, you've not read your Bible in a while, and you've been missing church back home because you've been too busy. When you really don't even deserve mercy. God will bring a preacher to the pulpit. And preach as if though that man has been riding with you to work. As if though that man has been looking over your shoulder. And you know that man don't know you. What is it? God. Amen. God in mercy. Mercy walked in. Amen. Not just whenever we deserve it. Not when we are good, but when we are down. Remember when Brother Branham was going through that great time in his life standing in the gap and he tells us he was going to come off the field. He was going to quit preaching. He was going to do this and that and the other. And instead of Almighty God saying, that's right, Billy. That's right, Billy. Come on, I'll stand with you and I'll kill all these people. Instead of God siding with Brother Branham, God sided with the people. <laughs> Y'all don't like that, do you? You want to make Brother Branham a God, don't you? An angel. I'm sorry. That's not our position to make him a God or an angel. Folks have got mad at me for years for making Brother Branham a man. Don't get mad at me for making him a man. Get mad at God. He's the one who made him a man. Your pastor's not an angel nor a God. He's a man. He has weaknesses. He has frailties. That's 
right. Yes, he gets down. He gets discouraged. And it's not because he's such a mighty man. It's because he's got a mighty God in him. It wasn't that Brother Branham was without human fault and Brother Branham never made no mistakes. He never taught us such nonsense. What we're able to look and see is the mercy of God dealing with a man that didn't even want to bring this message. I heard him say it this week. I wish this message wasn't mine to bring. Can you imagine Elijah saying, God, I don't want this. I don't even want to do it. But what did God do for you? God gave you mercy and sent you Elijah. Elijah didn't want to come. Elijah didn't want the burden. But mercy walked in. In order to help you. Where would we be without this message of people? Where would we be? It is the power of God that keeps us in this hour. Oh, hallelujah. Notice when Abraham has this lot which is a nephew. Abraham knows, of course, there's a difference between him and Lot. And then Lot backslides and goes down to the land of Sodom. Mercy walked in in the form of two angels. Now may I say to you tonight, we know everybody is not going to be bride. And we know our prayers will not change them categorically to become elect. But Abraham never prayed that Lot would be elect. But he prayed that God would have mercy on him. You got family that's lost? Well, I don't know if they're bright or not. Well, they may or may not be. But you can still pray God will save them. Many, 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 many people will be and come up in that second resurrection. And God, you know, is not willing that any should perish. Everybody's not ordained to believe this message. You know, that's right. But yet, look, mercy because of Abraham. Mercy sent them two angels down there and they had to grab him by the hand and lead him out. Mercy walked in because he deserved it. Because God gave it to him for the sake of Abraham. Think of it, mama. It might be your prayer that saves your boy. Don't mean they're bride, of course not. But yet the Spirit of God able to move on. You imagine Abraham again going down to the Philistine country and standing right there lying and said, This woman is my sister. Why didn't the wrath of God come down and smack him up the side of the head and say, You're going to hell. You just told a lie. But mercy walked in. Oh, did he pay? Sure he did. Just like you and I will whenever we do something wrong. When Isaac was on the altar, a second away from losing his life, and the angel of God grabs a hold and stays Abraham's hand and said, Abraham, Abraham, here am I. He said, hold it. I know you love me. What was it? Mercy. Walked in and spared little Isaac's life. Let's look 2,000 years ago. Here we are at Easter. The world was falling apart. It was in a terrible state. Seemed there was no hope. No way out. But a baby was born. Which would become sin. Think of it. You think in your mind that he stooped so low by becoming a sinner. You've only got part of the picture. He didn't just become a sinner. He became a snake. The Lord Jesus became the symbolism of the antitype of the snake on the pole. That's what the prophet said. Sin already just imagine bearing this symbology of a snake. The cursed serpent from the garden of Eden. Paragraph 199, part 2, demonology. Brother Ram said, I think of how that because of his sins, God sent him to hell. The Lord Jesus never cursed. He never drunk. He never used one smutty word in his life. But he became sin. Why? Mercy. Walked in. The Jews are looking for a king. And he was a king. But of an invisible kingdom. 
Had he delivered himself, we would be lost tonight. But mercy walked in in the form of an atonement. Look at the word atonement. At one moment. At one moment. So mercy revealed itself in a human form hanging on the cross. Oh my. Pain shooting through his body. Many, many cultures had crucifixions. But the Athenians, the Macedonians, but the Romans perfected, if you can say it in such a way. Because they studied the anatomy of the body to be able to know what would bring a man right at the very brink of death without taking him over. Some people would last on the cross six to seven days. And they would hang them right above the ground. And so the jackals and the dogs would be able to tear the meat off of their legs and them hanging there alive. The vultures would poke their eyes out. He took upon him the lowest form of death that a human could have. Why? It was mercy. It was mercy. Can you imagine the one thief on the one side said, if you're the son of God, why don't you come down and get us over here? But the man on the other side looked at him and said, you and I are getting what we deserve But this man has done nothing. And then he said, Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? Now, would you consider that a prayer of repentance? A sinner's prayer? He didn't say, Father, please forgive me. I've done this and I've done that and I've done that. He never said nothing about his sins. He never said nothing. I, I'm, I'm sorry and I, I stole and I've, I've been a robber and I've been a malefactor and I, I've done all this wrong. Would you please forgive me? He just says, will you remember me? Remember when he looks at Jesus, it is the weakest time of his life. But to him, he saw mercy. Oh, Lord. He didn't see and hear the way that, oh my, many of them when he come along the way and they heard the miracles and they saw that the lame man leaped for joy. They saw the blind receive their sight. This man saw none of that. He sees a man with spit hanging on the side of his face. He sees a man hanging naked on a cross. They beat him so bad that Isaiah said the visage of this man was so marred he didn't even look like a human being. You imagine the convulsions in his body, his blood pressure going up and down and his hands hang above his head. I know they show the pictures here, but his hand would not hold it. Actually, the nails are right in here next to the cartilage and the veins and the, and the nerves going up inside of your arms. In order to get a breath, you'd have to push yourself up. And you push yourself up as far as you could on the nail on your feet. And when you couldn't take the pain no more, then you'd go. Your lungs are pressing in. Your blood pressure fluctuating. Excruciating pain running through your body. And then you needed air, and then you'd push back up again. <laughs> and this man looks at him and says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Would you think that looked like? king no miracles no signs no wonders and this other man on the other side after he hears Jesus say today you will be with me in paradise this man still remains unbending and unchanged one saw mercy the other one saw a weakling, an imposter, a mere mortal dying, a mortal's death. 
What are you looking for when you look for mercy? God, please help me with this. Oh, God, please help me. And God may want to give you strength till you've overcome this thing. And you're looking for God to take it away all of a sudden. And God says, no, no, you must overcome it. So many of our people come up and they're prayed for, prayed for, and they're getting prayed for for many things that the prayer of the minister will never take away. It's things that must be overcome day by day, week by week. Yes, we will pray for you that God will give you strength, but our prayers will not eliminate all your problems. We must look at this Lord Jesus, this word. It's trampled on. It's made fun of. It's ridiculed. It's hated. It's despised. But we look at it as being our ticket out of this world. Why? Mercy's walked into you. Mercy helped you to see it. So let me just ask you. It's not them two thieves on the left and right. But it's you. And you, and you, and you, sister, and you. So put yourself in this man's place. You're looking at this guy. He looks worse than you do. They beat him till he could hardly walk. Took Victor Storms, six to nine inches long, and placed down on his head poison pips on the end of them. His head was so swollen that his eyes were nearly shut. Strips of meat hanging out of his back. His bones sticking out. Could you by face look at this man and say, that's more than a man? Or would you look at him and say, I ain't never seen a king look like that. That don't look like mercy. It don't look like grace. It don't look like love. It looks like a weakling. In a few moments, comes out of his mouth, Father, into thy hands. I commit my spirit. Ela, Ela, Leme, Sebastian, I. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You realize the prophet tells us in 1962 and forsaking all that he forsook his. Sonship. He could not die a sinner's son. He forsook his sonship in order to redeem you. Praise God. So mercy takes this form in order to make you a son and daughter of God tonight. In a little while, the thief which is still going on because they hadn't beat him as much as Jesus. So they come with a sledgehammer and break their legs. When they do, of course, it gives way and they suffocate the asphyxiation on the lungs and the blood pressure and so on. It causes the heart to explode and they basically just die and they smother to death. By this time, Jesus has already gone down into paradise. You imagine him kind of hanging around the gate a little bit. And demons out and said, what's he waiting on? I'm waiting on my buddy up there from the cross. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, friends. He hadn't prayed for the sick. He hadn't cast out no devils. But he believed what he saw. Oh, is that your way? Of course not. This is your way right here. This is your way. Will you be able to make it by approaching it that way? No. This is your way. This is the way God has ordained you to come. But can you imagine him going down into the realm of paradise and meeting Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Jonah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and them coming up to him and saying, brother, brother, how did you get here? He said, you'll never believe it. I was up there just five minutes ago, but somehow how I recognize that man was more than a man. You mean you didn't believe God for 80 years? You wasn't faithful for 120 years? Five minutes ago I was lost, but now I'm saved. Hallelujah! Five minutes ago I was blind, but now I see. Mercy walked in. 
so what do you need? Let me share a testimony with you. If you've heard it, forgive me. You're going to hear it again. About two months ago, I received an email from a man who had known the Lord, young man, but it got cold, got away from God. Married, a couple of children. Marital problems, depression, all kinds of things he's going through. So he decides he's going to end his life. He takes his wife, two small children, to the mother-in-law's house and drops them off. They don't have a clue what he's fixing to do. He goes home, pulls in the driveway, goes in the house, gets his pistol out of his lock, strong box, his lock box, walks into the kitchen, leaves his cell phone and his keys down on the kitchen table. Gets the gun out of the lock box, cocks it, sticks it in his mouth like this. Takes what he thinks is his last breath. All of a sudden, his smartphone comes on, playing a sermon that I'm preaching at Happy Valley about depression and suicide. He hadn't been listening to that sermon. That's one of the best uses of a smartphone I think I've ever heard. You think the Holy Ghost knows how to push play? But think of it. The gun is in his mouth. The hammer is caught. And all of a sudden he hears this sermon. And he pulls the gun out of his mouth. And releases the hammer. Sits down at the table. Listen to the rest of that sermon. And when the sermon is done, he kneels down at the table and gives his heart back to God. What happened? Mercy walked in. Mercy walked in. Oh, children, children, you've got so much to deal with, so much oppression, so much opposition from hell and suicidal thoughts and thoughts about alcohol and thoughts about drugs. But let me tell you something. Allow God's mercy to walk into you. Can you imagine in a moment, just in a second of time, his life would have been taken away. Oh, praise be to God. But mercy walked in his kitchen. Well, here we are tonight. We're not in a kitchen. We're not in a living room. But we are in a campground that's dedicated to the cause of Jesus Christ. Let mercy walk your way tonight. Let the mercy of God walk into you to bring you salvation or the Holy Ghost or sanctification or healing or encouragement. Listen. You see there? Mercy did walk in. I told you I wasn't going to hold you long. That's mercy. Where are you? Where are you? Maybe some of you have been contemplating ending your own life. Contemplating going this way or that way. But let God's mercy deal with you this week. Brother Andrew will be coming in the morning, take the morning services. Excuse me, myself, the next couple of nights. Let God's mercy deal with you. Let God give you what you need. You can leave this place with your life so charged was the power of God that you'll never be the same again. There's several I see here tonight from the church at Happy Valley. Many of them met God here at this same place. Many of them in the generation when I went there many, many years ago and started bringing the bus down for years, 30 years now, I guess we've done it. One after another, after another at our church. Men, sisters as well, their lives changed by the power of God. Still faithful to his word. All that people criticize youth camps. Let them do whatever they want to do. Let them make fun of it. I see it as God's mercy. I see it as God's mercy. 
trying to minister, as I said, not just to the church of tomorrow, but the church of right now. You are needed in your home. You are needed in your church. You are needed in this message. Can you imagine a sister by the name of Sister Simfrosa? She lives in the first century A.D. She has seven sons. She serves God. She's filled with the Holy Ghost, a widow. The Romans hear about her. They come one day, and before her eyes, they decapitate her oldest son. They start with him. They take the second. They pull his arms off. On down to the seventh, which is but a wee lad. They kill all seven of Sister Simphrosa's sons right in front of her. You know what Sister Simphrosa does? Next church service, Brother Tim, she shows up at the house of God testifying of how God can keep you through difficult times. That's not a fabricated story. That's from church history. How can it be mercy? Why didn't she turn? Well, if there's a God, how come he didn't do this? And why didn't he do that? And how come and why? Instead, she said, there is a God. I don't understand why all this happens, but I know he has a reason for it all. Mercy walked in and kept her from denying the only way out of this world. Maybe there's things happening in your life and you don't understand it. Okay, let's face face, face facts. Things are going to happen we aren't going to understand. But we're better off committed into the hands of him who can help us and committing our souls into the hands of that liar who can only take you to hell. Let God's mercy reach out to you. Let's bow our heads if you would. Brother Tim, maybe you come sing it, of course, for us again, brother. I wonder how many of you tonight, with no one looking, you need an extension of God's mercy. Would you just raise your hand to him? Now, it's not necessarily that I'm saying that you're lost now. Maybe some of you are lost and you need salvation. Maybe some of you need a renewing in your heart. You've come here for a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Maybe some of you have never received it. Whatever you receive out of these meetings, it'll be mercy that walked into you. For some of you, mercy walked in the form of salvation. For some of you, a refilling. Or for some of you, the first time filling. But it'll be God's mercy. Maybe you've contemplated suicide. Maybe you've contemplated leaving the word, leaving the message, leaving the church, leaving home. Maybe some of you, it's domestic problems. Maybe some of you, you need a financial move in your home. Whatever you need, friends, Jesus is here to help you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But remember, mercy can only help you if you'll receive it as mercy. Don't be ashamed to admit you have needs tonight. You'd like to be remembered? Just raise your hand up there before God. Praise the Lord. Oh, I need his mercy. I know Brother Andrew, he's got his hand raised up back there. As, as the ministers in this, this meeting, we need God's mercy. I'm sure the song leaders desire the same. Brother Tim desires the same. So that God can help us. If anything of eternal value is accomplished out of these days we're together, it'll have to be the kingdom of God and the spirit of God that helps us. We can't do it as much as we'd want to. It'll be God's mercy. Let God's mercy walk into your world tonight. Into your need. Let everybody else laugh at Jesus and make fun of him. But may your eyes be like that repentant thief that you can look there on the cross. Maybe some of you are dealing with resentment tonight and hatred towards someone who's done you wrong and you're just so struggling. You hate the way you feel. You despise it. And you're so surprised at yourself the way you feel this in your heart. You never thought you'd ever feel this way. Let God walk in in mercy and forgiveness and help you to forgive those the trespass against you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, may your mercy be extended once again, Lord. 
Lord, I don't need salvation tonight. My salvation's still holding since I found you 50 years ago as a little 12-year-old boy. Lord, I don't need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's still holding. I do need a refilling, Lord. Lord, I need more understanding. Lord, there's so many things I need in my life. Let your mercy walk in, Lord. Lord Jesus, it's our first night and hundreds, these hundreds of people gathered together, Lord, under anticipation, expecting, Lord. You're ridiculed. Your name has been blasphemed. You're, this is just Thursday of this week. How many times around the world have people use your name as a byword? Ridiculed your existence and laughed at you. But we don't look at you that way. We look at you as our king. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord God. Minister to us tonight, Father, I pray. Sing it for us, Brother Tim. I stood there and I wondered. Yes, Lord. How it could be. What do you need to Someone so Just make your request known. The altar certainly will Just be. Come up and pray. We'll certainly pray free. with you. You can receive it right there. That's where it struck your heart. My chains were broken. The chains to be filled born again. Born again. That moment. That mercy.